Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Steve and Adil Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Misuboy SG and Starstruck Bakery. Continuing our season three with the build-up for each big four club ahead of the new English Premier League season. Today, we're going to talk about club in focus, Manchester United. And joining me today is, of course, my co-host and also a big Man U fan, Arjun. Arjun, welcome back. Thank you, good to be back. Yeah, good to be back. A lot of discuss today as well for, uh, for MU. And also joining us today is um, the guest that we had uh, throughout Season 2, and who is also a very big MU fan, Uday. Uday, welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you, Steven? I'm good, I'm good, yeah. Uh, so they just announced you, huh? very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So today we, we, we have a few few things to talk about. Firstly is of course um, Sancho and any any other um, signing uh, in particular for the squad. Yes. Secondly is the Pogba problem. Thirdly yes. is we will talk about looking ahead to next season. What, what can Ole do better to improve from this season's achievement? And also, um, last but not least, is you know some of the fringe player that you know what you're gonna do, keep, sell, or loan. Yeah. So a lot of discuss, and let's let's dive in straight away. Um, yeah. Firstly, I just want to talk about yeah, like what you said, like what you uh, mentioned earlier today. They just uh, MU just announced Sancho for seventy-three million transfer from uh, Borussia Dortmund, and and of course, like what Arjun always say, you know, it's another winger. Uh, and MU is, you know, well, well stocked in that department. Even though Sancho can come and hopefully uh, uh, be the first choice at the right wing position. So besides Sancho, we also talk about, uh, we also have news of Varane coming in, whereby the personal terms are agreed with Rafael Varane. Uh, however, we are still pending the, the discussion of the transfer fee and details with the club, Real Madrid. So provided if... Uh, Assuming if Varane and Sancho are, are, are in, then any other preferred signing across the squad that you see that um, um, you, you, you would like to improve on? Uh, Arjun, maybe I direct this question to you first. Yep, good question, Stephen. Uh, I think we all we, we mentioned a few times in the last season that uh, United need a replacement for Matic, a Matic kind of defensive midfielder uh, at the base of midfield which allows us to play two attacking midfielders, which at the moment will be Pogba and Bruno. Um, I don't think Benjamin can play that. I think we mentioned this before. I don't think Fred can play that. McTominay can't play that in the sole holding midfield role. We need like a young Carey or a young Matic. So I think that is one critical place to sign a player, a player right now. Um, across the board, other positions, to be honest, it's looking uh, decent. Maybe a striker, I would say. Uh, we did mention Harry Kane uh, a few times last season. Cavani, he can't, the world is fantastic, he can't play everything. Uh, Marshall is, of course, um, extremely inconsistent. With the likes of Jesse Lingard coming in, I think uh, the winger and attacking midfield position uh, has enough squad there. 
But yeah, two positions that I would mention, assuming Varane does come in to cover the centre back, is definitely centre defensive midfield and uh, also the striker position. Uh, I think if we bring in reinforcements uh, at these two positions, uh, United will definitely be a title challenger. Uh, because up top, whenever Cavani plays, United plays so well, but he can't play every match. He's old. Uh, we do need either a backup to Cavani, but preferably uh, number nine who can play every match, like uh, Harry Kane, for example. Yeah, so that would be my opinion. Yeah, I think we'll dive deep into the replacement for Matic uh, later on the second question where we'll discuss Pogba as well. Probably, because I was thinking maybe we can sell Pogba or MU can sell Pogba and probably buy in a, a world-class CDM to replace Matic because in the attacking sense, probably they do not need um, Pogba anymore since uh, Fernandez is there. And then you have a box-to-box midfielder in, in terms of McTominay. So probably CDM is what you need to replace Matic. Um, yeah, I just want to put a focus on centre forward today. Um, actually, to be honest, uh, I do say um, a centre forward is a priority for MU, considering the fact that uh, Havani is your only reliable C- uh, CF centre forward for last season. However, in looking at the last season um, um, Premier League table, Manchester United scored seven three goals across the eight games, and they are only second behind Manchester City, who scored only ten goals more. So, like, do you think centre forward is a position where MU should strengthen? Because given the fact that they bought Sancho and they have you know, Rush Rashford on the left wing, Sancho on the right wing, Marshall, hopefully he can can get more consistent coming next season, and then Bruno Fernandez supporting from behind. Do you think it's a priority for MU? Uh, very good question, Stephen. I don't think it's a priority. Um, I like exactly what you said. Marshall is a bit inconsistent still. It is a concern. More priority would be definitely uh, what Arjun said, getting a center defensive midfielder, a center back if Varane doesn't show up or doesn't come in, as well as maybe uh, right back to challenge Juan Bisaka. I've noticed that Juan Bisaka has improved recently with his attacking output as well as his defensive solidity is still there. Maybe having somebody to challenge him might help Manchester United create more goals. And to finish them off, we still have Cavani there to score the goals up top whenever needed. I We can even play this role in which Fernandez plays as a false nine, which is something I have thought myself. Uh, even when last season when Fernandez joined, the fact that we were stacked with midfielders, but this is something Ole has to play with and dwindle with. Imagine uh, Fernandez being a false nine with Sancho, Rashford at the side, and then you can put Pogba in his preferred position, and then you can have the two defensive midfielders. That's uh, something that's very interesting for me that what I want to see happening in Manchester United next season if Cavani gets injured or tired. Because Fernandez can score goals, we know that. He can assist goals as well. So this is something to experiment. So to answer your question, a centre forward is not a priority. We can we have stacked number of midfielders that can play in the fourth line position. So that's my answer. Yeah, but Bruno Fernandes doesn't look like physically built for the centre forward position, right? 
I don't know. That's my view. I don't know what you think about. Yeah, he's not a center forward. That's that's what the false nine is. The false nine. Um, you have players like Eden Hazard play the false nine. You you just have this short or not necessarily built striker playing there. They're not a uh, striker is a proper number nine. So false nine is you playing a bit deeper and you allow the wingers to go through. Someone like a Firmino or so to do that. Something like a Firmino. Yeah, yeah. Someone like a Firmino. So that's my take on what Manchester United should do next season if Cavani gets injured. Actually, I think what you said is really interesting. Uh, in, I mean, more than Firmino, I think a more appropriate comparison would be like what Fabregas played at Barcelona uh, or Spain or even how Kevin De Bruyne was deployed as a sort of false nine for the Bible. Uh, Pep Guardiola and Benfica as well. So yes, I, I think it definitely is an interesting idea. I didn't think of this idea before. So. Yeah, but that is provided if uh, um, Pogba stays and you know, he can fill in the Fernandez position number, number yeah, 10, yeah. Uh, the number 10 role. Yeah. yeah, okay, let's move on to Paul Pogba. Um, yeah, so um, recently there's news coming out that Pogba turns down Manchester United's um, contract offer uh, worth 350000 a week. And then there are rumours saying that, or, or, or probably, maybe not rumours, but it's inching towards a confirmation that he will eventually leave Manchester United. But the question now is, when is the correct timing for Pogba to leave? Yeah, Arjun, we talked about, we talked about this before when the news broke. Um, should you sell him now for about 50 million or 40 million uh, pounds? Or should you wait until next season and give it one last title push, uh, you know, to, to for Manchester United? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, I, I would like to compare this to the Angel Herrera situation before as well, where we lost him for free to PSG uh, when he ran down the contract. Back then, uh, I remember Manchester United didn't, or they couldn't come to an agreement because Manchester United felt that what Herrera demanded was too high. But back then, I felt Herrera was one of the few players with the actual passion to play for United. And they should have agreed to win request, even though it was a little higher wage request. But looking at the current situation, although by talent, I would say Pogba is way better than Herrera, for sure. Uh, he's a World Cup winner after all. He's a great midfielder. On his day, he can boss the whole game. He can shoot, he can pass, he can tackle, he can do everything. But he, the same passion for United doesn't show. And so I'm, I find myself doubting whether he's worth the trouble because every season, I think Kudem might agree with me here, every season as Manchester United fans, we go through this world he won't be saga. Uh, is he going to leave? Is he not going to leave? Uh, is he going to sign a contract? Will he play well? Will he not play well? How is his frame of mind? So I think for the stability of the team, he's not good at all. Uh, and he's already one of the big players in United. I don't think he has done enough to demand a raise, if that is why contracts are uh, negotiations are starting. So if United can't agree a uh, contract with him, I think Maestro sell him now and get a uh, transfer priority like a central defensive midfielder, like we mentioned. Uh, use that funds to get a central defensive midfielder in. Uh, I don't think it's worth upsetting, further upsetting the players' wage skills to uh, to attempt to keep Pogba anymore. Like, I think enough is enough. So what do you think about this today?
Yeah, I think uh, thank you, Arjun, for the sharing. Yeah, um, before we go into you know how to use the fund to buy um the next Pongba or the Popa replacement, I first want to get the, the thoughts of Bude on this matter. Um since you know it's a it's a style style team, you know, Pongba. Bude, so what do you think? Should should we keep should 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 you keep Paul Pogba in the team for one last season, you know, for the title push? Or should they you know, sell him and get a profit? Or maybe cut their losses, I would say. I'm going to quote what Roy Keane said in one of his uh, uh, times in which he was a pundit or a commentator, where he said that there have been players that wanted to leave Manchester United, like David Beckham, like Peter Schmeichel, even Roy Keane himself wanted to leave at one point. Of course, everyone had different reasons for leaving. And what Roy Keane said is that if he wants to leave, we should just let him leave. There's no point keeping somebody who is a flawed genius in which I'm going to repeat myself on the last podcast. There's just no point. Because if he's not happy with whatever particular reason, with the management, with the manager, with whatever reason he has, the system not treating him right, we are not building the team around him, he, sh- he should just leave. So I think he should leave. There's just no point. We don't need a Pogba to win the Premier League. We have had players leave and we've still won Premier Leagues before. We've had Cantona leave and we still won the Premier League. We have had Peter Michael leave and we still won the Premier League. David Beckham left. Every, all of these big-name players are way more influential to me than Paul Pogba and we're still done it without... We've won it without them. So I think we should leave and he's not going to be influential. And he needs a hard-working player like what we said... We discussed earlier, and he needs like a hard-working player, like a Jisun Park, like a Herrera, to help us win that. Because we already have so many talented players, like Sancho, like Fernandez, like Rashford on his day, even Mason Greenwood as well. He's talented as well. We just need somebody like a Jisun Park to merge all of them together, and then we would be a title-winning team. That's my answer. Would you say that if you compare Herrera now and Pogba now, if there's one one of them would leave, you would choose Herrera over Pogba? Yes, 100%. <laughs> Herrera all the way. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Continuing on this uh, midfield, midfield issues and also you know, selling Pogba now and generate the funds for the next transfer for his replacement, that is. Um, yeah, I want to go back to Arjun's your point, which is to the uh, replacement for Machich. Um, we talked about, you know, uh, yeah, you, you mentioned that we have to sign or we have to sign a replacement for Machit in the near future since he is, he is getting on age. Yeah, so um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Maybe maybe some options that you have thought about for MU to sign, uh, maybe a replacement because there are a few um, replacements being lined up or being rumoured um, to be linked with MU. For example, um, a young French midfielder named Kamavinga or even Goretzka, Sao, or even um, Ruben Neves from Wolves. What are your thoughts, Sajid? Yeah, so, um, to be honest, I think Kamavinga isn't a defensive midfielder, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's more of a box-to-box midfielder like Scott McDominat. So, yes, well, he would be a good signing, he's talented, uh, but I don't think it fulfills the defensive midfield position. Of course, after looking at the Euros, I'm going to jump about, about the hype trade for Kelvin Phillips. I think he will be an ideal replacement uh, for Matic. Yes, he's not physical like him, but he has very good energy. Uh, I think his passing is really good. 
uh, he he does look a little bit like an Eric, a more energetic Eric. Uh, that he would be my ideal choice for sure. Uh, but of course, if, if not him, like in a in a fantasy fantasy world, maybe even Fabinho. Uh, honestly, Fabinho makes a great defensive midfielder. Uh, he shields the back four really well. So, yeah, I think these are the two options that, uh, of course, uh, not uh, logically. Kelvin Phillips might be a more uh, attainable choice. And Robert Neves, yeah, as you mentioned before, I have been a long time admirer of him. I'm surprised no big team has have snapped him up yet. So, yeah, if I were following the last option, realistically, I would try to sign Kelvin Phillips. Uh, Felix Rich, I might look at Robert Neves. Yeah, I think it's a good option to talk about, um, to, to mention Kelvin Phillips. I think that his reading on the game throughout Euros has been really, really good. Um, yeah, today. Um, yeah, so so we talked about, you know, just now, as we mentioned, we want to sell Pogba and use the money, but use the money on where? Should we use it on a replacement for Machi? Or maybe, maybe buy another, use the money to buy another CDM for Manchester United, and then maybe the Pogba replacement has already been at MU all this time, you know, uh, Donny van der Beek, or somebody like, you know, returning um, from, from, from West Ham United, Lingard, can, can play in that CAM role. Um, what are your thoughts today? Yeah, um, I totally forgot about Donny van der Beek until you brought him up right now. Um, Donny van der Beek, I haven't seen enough of him for me to make a judgment based on whatever information and articles I've read about him. He seems like a very solid defensive midfielder option. I would love to see him play that role at least for a season, and then decide who do we get. Declan Rice is another good option that we can pursue. Someone from West Ham. Uh, I don't know whether West Ham would sell him, especially now that they're in Europe. They might need a stronger squad. And Declan Rice would fancy his chances in Europa League rather than Champions League. Who else can we go for? Calvin Phillips, what Arjun said. Is a good option. I think a lot of these English players might increase in value because of Brexit. So I think the best option for Manchester United would be to get an English centre defensive midfielder. Kama Binga, I hope I pronounced his name right. He's really a raw talent and he would definitely fit perfectly to pair up with Scott McTominay in the, in the defensive midfielder position. So these are my options for covering up Manchester United defensive. To answer your question, yes, they should use the money. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so probably looking from inside, you know, um, um, getting from within instead of looking out, maybe yeah. the right way to go. Um, yeah. yeah, Udi, speaking about raw talent, uh, this is a question for both of you, any of you who, who, who understand or who who knows a bit uh, uh, answer to this question. Uh. Tell us or tell the viewers or tell the listeners a bit more about this exciting raw talent, Facundo Pellistri. Arjun, you know anything about him? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think when United signed him last season, I went and watched the highlights. Usually I do that for players who I don't know very well. And he was amazing. I mean, uh, South American talent from Uruguay. Uh, he has played in the first team. Uh, I forgot in which team, but... Uh, a few matches and very exciting and 
I watched the friendly United League versus Dummy as well the other day. And Pelly Street played. He, he scored a he scored or assisted uh scored a goal, I think. Yep. And no, he scored a goal in the second half. Yeah, yeah, he scored a goal in the second half, yeah. And he was just brilliant. I mean, to be honest, uh I think he if Mason Greenwood wasn't there, Pelly Street would be knocking on first team already. But unfortunately, there's too many attacking midfielders and wingers at United right now ahead of him. So I don't think he'll get a chance in time soon. So he will probably need to go out on the road. But definitely a very exciting talent there. And this is the kind of time I wish that we didn't have so many attacking midfielders so he could uh, eat into the first team. But then again, hey, it's better to have too many than too little. So I, will, I, I can't complain about that. But yeah, definitely really exciting talent. Uh, very nice to watch, very direct. Uh, love to dribble, take on players, uh, very fast as well. Yeah, so that, that was my take on Apollo Play Street. Okay, thanks, Adrian. Thanks for the insight on, on this young star. Um, yeah, speaking of better to have too many than too little, maybe another question on the squad of how MU plans to do in this department. Uday, the goalkeeping department has four goalkeepers now. The Heyer, Henderson, Grant, and recently MU also signed Tom Heaton. Um, yeah, looking ahead to next season, who will be your first choice and what are you going to do with the the, the, the out one out, I would say? Yeah, whether is it Grant or Heaton? <laughs> we have too many co-keepers, just like how we have too many midfielders. This is a very imbalanced squad in Manchester, I heard. Uh, tough question you posed towards me as I, I don't have the inside of the trainings of David De Gea and Henderson's weekly reports for me to decide who do I want or prefer. I think recently I would choose Dean Henderson over David De Gea just because David De Gea's save percentage or save rate has numbers has been going down recently compared to Dean Henderson's. This is based on a video I watched from Tifo football where he showed over the years in which De Gea started until now, it's, his numbers have been going down, his save percentages. And Dean Henderson has, is still in the middle of the pack, he's not the best, but he's slightly becoming better than De Gea. So I would choose Henderson over De Gea. What do I do with the odd one out? Maybe a loan move or a nice appearance in a League Cup would do, would suffice for them. They know their role. They know that they're just supposed to be back up towards either both of them or one of them in the future. I think Manchester United should also sell the hair. I know this might be strange, but we can get the funds again to do other things. Not necessarily buy another player. Maybe improve the Manchester United Stadium that has been leaking. So that's my thoughts on the goalkeeping situation. So you will sell the hair over the ground? I mean, I don't think De Gea is the kind of person that wants to be a second choice to anyone. So why okay. not sell him and keep Lee Grant as a third choice or a second choice? He would be more than happy to be third or fourth choice anywhere. Yeah, true, true, true. So is he, like Lee Grant is currently like somebody like Romero. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, this is a backup to the backup. That's a backup to the backup, yeah. Okay, um, moving forward, uh, moving on from the squad, okay? Um, this is a question that I will pose to both of you. Looking ahead to next season, uh, we know that you know, last season, Manchester United finished second in the league 
in, in Premier League as well as in the Europa League. So um, looking ahead to next season, where does MU go from here? You know, what is, the, what is considered an improvement compared to last season uh, that MU should achieve, you know, for, for next season? For, for next season to be considered uh, an improvement. And also, you know, the squad is like nearly there. And then with maybe a couple of add, uh, a couple of players coming in, then maybe uh, MU can uh, uh, challenge can 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 challenge uh, City for the title. Yeah. So so um, or, or, or there is another option is that you don't sign anybody because the squad is good enough for, for it to win the title. For example, Liverpool in 2019 and 2020 season, whereby they didn't sign anybody and then they, they beat City to the squad uh, to the to the title the next season. Arjun. So yeah, the question, uh, the direct question to you first. You know, um, what, what will be a successful season for Munich season? Uh, I think we've been saying this for quite some time. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer needs to win the trophy. Yes, I uh, I did argue that it was still a successful season last season, even though he didn't get the trophy. But uh, I, I I I mean, even I know that time is running out for him to prove that he's successful at United without right uh, winning the trophy. Since he already signed Sancho and he is about to sign Maran. I think he's had about four transfer videos so far uh, that he will sign players that he wants. Uh, enough time to tweak the squad, get the squad depth that he wants. Send Lingard on the Lingard J back on top of as well. Uh, right now, it feels like we have good squad depth. With just one or two more signings, we're going to have a great squad. So, yeah, I would say definitely time is running out for him. He has to win the trophy and this season, even a domestic cup might not be enough. I don't think it will be enough to qualify as a successful season. It has to be title, or at the very least, if it is just winning the domestic cup, coming in second, uh, at least to maintain the league position. But in that case, we have to have a good run in the Champions League, at least to reach the semi-final or the final, uh, even if we don't win it. So, yeah, best would be definitely winning the league. Uh, that's a priority, obviously. Champions League maybe going to the semis. Uh, I would say that's a big achievement compared to the recent Champions League season. But failing which, uh, I think we have to win the domestic cup as well as have a deep run into the Champions League at least to the finals. Uh, yeah, and maintain the league position. So I think that's the best and worst case scenario for United this season uh, from my point of view. Arjun, Thanks, Arjun. Think- wow. um, sorry, Ure, go ahead. Yeah, Arjun, do you think yeah. that Manchester United has the best team in the Premier League right now, comparing to the likes of Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool? Well, uh, to be fair, I think Man City still, still has the best team in terms of players as well as squad depth. I think we mentioned this before that I, we don't know how Pep manages to keep the whole squad happy. Uh, he has more class players sitting on the bench every day. So I don't think United squad is better than City's yet. Uh, right now, I think it edges the local squad. Uh, I think it's slightly better than the local squad on term, in terms of the balance, the uh, young players and old players, as well as power for every position. And it's definitely better than Spurs and uh, Arsenal. And comparing Chelsea, uh, yeah, I think it's better than Chelsea's one as well. Yeah, So I think the only really clear um, squad which is better than ours right now is Chelsea. Alright, and manager-wise, do you think Thomas Tuchel is tactically better than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? See, this is where I, I, I know so much of... Uh, 
I doubt myself because I, I felt like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a good manager because he has beaten so many good managers. And it's not just one person. It's in so many matches. But there are also some matches I think we discussed just before where he seems so naive with his decisions that even me perceive what was wrong. So I really don't know why the team consistency is there. Whether uh, the tactics are from Mike Eden or Michael Carrick or someone else and not from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or is it from him? Uh, I think it's the way you can see it. But yeah, that, that's a frustrating thing for, for me. On some days, it seems like his tactics are on point. Uh, it's not just the team's talent that carries the game through. In some, some of the games against City, against Liverpool, uh, against Spurs as well, against Chelsea, the uh, games against the top teams, he has shown that he does have the technical know how to beat those teams. But in other matches, he has also shown his rugby. So, to be honest, to answer your question, I really don't know whether uh, he is technically a genius or not. Yeah. Okay, so the reason why I asked those two questions was because realistically, I see Manchester United fighting for the top four again. And due to one, Man City having a better squad, two, I feel Liverpool is slightly has a better first 11. Maybe not squad depth per se, but their first 11. Uh, you might compare uh, one team by team or player by player. Liverpool might age Manchester United uh, over the number of 11 players they have there. And Jurgen Klopp is also a better manager than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because of his pedigree and his title winning success. Thomas Tuchel also, I mean, technically he's brilliant. The fact, what he did against Man City is a tactical masterclass, whatever we have to say, whatever Pep exploded what, you still need to set up your team right to do that. So my prediction is Manchester United winning in the top four. I would love Manchester United to win it, to win number 21. It's been a long time coming. We've had so many managers come and go. We always assume the likes of Louis Van Gaal or Jose Mourinho would bring the next title to us, but it never happened. Having someone like a club legend win it would be perfect for Manchester. But realistically, I see us in the top four. Again, maybe this time fighting with Leicester and Spurs. Um, and yeah, that's my answer to what you have asked. A cup run, definitely, or a cup victory has to be there, it, especially if you're in the top four. It has to be. It has to be an FA Cup. It has to be a good cup run in the Champions League. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Uday and Arjun. Um, very good answers. But, um, yeah, Arjun, um, following up on your, on your answers on, on, on what you said earlier, so you're saying the squad depth uh, or the squad in general is better uh, um, MU squad depth and squad quality is better. It's second second to Manchester City in the English Premier League. So that means that you just have to cultivate the. Hopefully, MU can have the you know the, the winning mentality, you know, to, to be instilled in, within the squad. Um, to, to to start to win trophies. Yeah, that, that's your point, right? Uh, yes, but I, I agree with Ode though. Like, if you just compare the starting level, the balance of the starting level. I think definitely the likes of Liverpool has a better starting level, no doubt. Uh, having played together for so long, every almost every player is a top position, uh, top player in their position. United don't have that yet. 
Uh, but squad wise, yes, I do feel it's second to Man City in the league right now. It's just how mm. Ole is able to, like you mentioned, get the most out of that squad. Uh, Ferguson didn't always have the best players, per se. Uh, he used to play with Cleverly and Anderson in the middle. He used to play with Park uh, Sung, who is not the most talented player, but he worked so hard. Plays like Fletcher. So, yeah, it just goes to show that you don't always have to have the best players. It's just, like Ode mentioned, if the manager is good enough, uh, we might be able to win the league. So, yeah, I, I think it's come down more to Ode's management of the squad and motivating the players who have not won the league mm-hmm. other than David Elena. So, yeah, mm. I think it comes down to that. Yeah, so uh, in other words, you know, Ed Wood has built a squad that Ole wants uh, and now it's for Ole's deliver come, come next season. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Because for the past few seasons, we have been talking about giving Ole more time, more time he's building the squad, building the squad. And and yeah, I don't know whether selling Pogba is a step backwards, you know, uh, I'm not sure, you know. So next season, is it, is it still a work in progress or is time to deliver for Ole? Uh, yeah, I think the point of selling Pogba does might seem like a setback, but I, I think, like, like I mentioned before, I think it's definitely time to deliver for me. Uh, more and more people are going to be climbing on his back if he doesn't deliver a trophy. And I think it's been too long that he can't just be a domestic company for the direction. So, uh, mm. yeah. I think it's definitely time for him to deliver. But I do agree with today as well. Realistically, uh, I, I, would, I would be slightly more optimistic. I would say United can retain the second place. But I don't see them being able to win the title this season. I think the game to Mexico and Liverpool might be resurgent as well this season with Van Dijk coming back. So yeah, I think it's going to be a tall order to win today. Okay. All right. Um. Thanks, Arjun. Thanks, Uli, for your amazing insights. Um. Good. As an outsider, Stephen, what do you think of Manchester United? Position might be next season, just uh, without <laughs> biasness that we have. Uh, yeah, of course, of course, without biasness. This discussion is, of course, without biasness. Um, sorry, your question is regarding MU's yeah, position. Yeah, I guess. Uh, do you think it's always time? To, uh, I think it's definitely time to deliver, and um, he's definitely improved the squad. So, do you think MU should be ch- challenging for the title? Um, okay, yeah, as I said earlier, to be honest, to be frank, MU did not challenge for the title last season. They were like consistently within the top four, you know, okay, they had a slow start and then they, they were consistently in the top four, but they didn't really fight City for the title. In the early parts, Liverpool was ahead, you know, fighting City for the title, then Liverpool dropped off, um, Chelsea dropped off, Tottenham dropped off, then City went ahead, you know, they, they, they steamrolled ahead, but United weren't there to fight them for the title, you know, last season. So that was my point about, you know, looking ahead, MU should have a sustain, you know, the keyword here is sustain, have a sustain uh, title challenge, you know, against City uh, uh, come, come next season. So for Ole, uh, you know, the question that I ask is now, I feel it is a make or break season for, for him next season because we have been talking about... Um, you know, it is a work in progress. Uh, uh, give him more time, and, and you know, uh, when 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 Mourinho have the equal amount of games, you know, Ole's um, when compared to Ole, you know, Ole's win rate is has been better. Hence, you know, we have to give him more time and stuff like that. Um, I myself, as a Liverpool fan, 
are more uh, 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 I, I, I was more critical critical about about, about all this uh, all this performance of course but uh, MU fans has been talking about giving him more time but I feel as a neutral yeah next next season will be will, will be a make it or break it season because like like as you all said the squad has been has been completed Edward has done his job and Arjun even went one step ahead to talk about the squad depth as a whole and we talk about a squad depth because it's a Premier League season it's not one one-off game a squad get a squad depth of Manchester United is better than Liverpool so yeah, I feel it's time for Ole to deliver next season. Um, probably not win the league, but have a sustained title challenge. Uh, they haven't had a title challenge since um, Mourinho time, I believe. Yeah. yeah, and probably a good run uh, in the Champions League as well. Yeah, that will be that will be a, a successful season for MU. Probably not to win the trophy. Uh, 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 uh. As a neutral, I won't be uh, I won't be that that harsh on MU. As a Liverpool fan, maybe, but probably not to win the trophy yet, but at least challenge or something, you know? Yeah, that would be my answer. All right, listeners, if you have any comments about our podcast, please do leave us a DM. My Instagram handle is at Stephen underscore Rock underscore on. Arjun's Instagram handle is at Ruven Arjun. Once again, Uday, thank you for joining us on this podcast to discuss about MU. You're welcome. No worries. <laughs> All right. Um, again, this podcast is brought to you by Mitsuboy SG and Starshot Bakery. We'll see you next time as we talked about the next top four club, Arsenal. In the meantime, stay safe and bye-bye.